0: So I'm back now with my Wrestlemania 34 review, the Wrestlemania review series is uh, coming to a halt now, almost almost at the end there, but not quite, this is the penultimate review for that. So uh, this show kicks off with a triple threat, Intercontinental title, Miz defending in in triple threat match against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, brilliant match, this is actually a tremendous match, tremendously fast-paced, non-stop action, perfect rope now. And you've got Seth Rollins winning here, eh, uh, fine what it is, I'd love to have seen this with him, but you know what, well, it is what it is. It's a tremendous start, so there you have it. Up next you've got uh, Asuka versus Charlotte for the uh, Smackdown on these This was Asuka won the first 11 Women's Rumble a couple of months earlier. And she still had her shitty streak that never drew any money. But there you go. See, I will say this, this was a great match, this was a really entertaining match. I think this is probably the most entertaining Asuka match I've ever seen. I, I just think she's a massively overhyped talent, as often happens with these uh, people that are on NXT and whatever and people come from, from the Indies in Japan and all that, but to be fair, this was a really entertaining match, I, I enjoyed it a great deal, Charlotte makes her tap out, and I mean, it was always one of those things, the ask the was one of the most pointless things ever, because they, it just ruined everything, she just ran through most of the women on Raw when she was on there, constantly, there was no tension in any of the matches. They even ruined the Mixed Match Challenge, like a charity tournament for us because Michael Cole kept obnoxious as said, remember, if they to, even if ask good to get pinned in a tag when this streak is over, they were never going to end it on a random Raw and they were never going to end it on a Mixed Match Challenge. They were always going to end it either in a big match or something like WrestleMania and there we go. So, and of course I had to go to Charlotte because Charlotte gets everything, bless me, really. but there you uh, have it. yeah, despite never drawing a dime, but there you go, it is what it is, but the match is actually really good. Up next there was a fatal foley for the US title, Randy Orton was the US champion this time, yep they had nothing for him so they just gave him this. Defending is Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal and Rusev. The uh, match is actually pretty good. This was better than I remember it being a match like, like no one really cared about when the drill got more but it was actually quite good when I rewatched this. I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good lot match. Jinder Mahal wins it, and he wins it by pinning Ruzeg I remember at the time, this is when they were doing all this Rusev Day shit, and that, it's the most annoying shit ever. Um, Rusev Day is like the most neckbeard human you could get. This is the type thing only the fucking netbeards could find for but, so, but they never went the full way where which is good, because they weren't quite, even three years ago, they weren't quite fully smart pandering. They were pandering a bit, but not really. There was still a bit a pushback against the smarts three years ago. But, um, yeah, I, I think nowadays they just give up to Ruzio. But Rusev like massively overrated talent, as I said, in the I mean, one Mane, he's, he's kind of a dick as well, because after this, I, I know he got... He got booked because he started doing the Saudi Arabia shows after this. He got booked for a casket match against the Undertaker and he sent this little tweet saying, burying me softly trying to be funny and all that, trying to get himself over by the neck views And then they took him of the match and put Jericho in it for a bit and then they, after that they swapped the pack and put him back in but they said, you're 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 your you're, you're your own worst enemy, Rusev and it's fucking massively overrated. Garbage. Glad Jinder Mahal beat him here. To be fair, the Powell is garbage as well, but whatever. <laughs> that's what it is. Then you go, after this, you've got Ron Rousey and Kurt Angle with his Triple H and Stephanie. It's shocking that this is on so early in the show. This is on, like, the fourth match in the card. This is actually one of those things that could easily a main event. I get why they probably didn't, because they probably didn't want the first women's main event to be a mixed tag match or anything like that. So I kind of get it, but. This could easily have made a case to main event, and this was by a country mile, the match of the night, this was brilliant. You didn't know what Ronda Rousey was going to bring, but this was a fucking outstanding match, it just felt old school. It was so fast paced and entertaining, just everything just worked from this match, from the beginning to the end. It's an absolute belter. Ronda Rousey looked great here. The problem they had where Rousey is, after this they gave her the title at Summer Clam or whatever. But, the, the, but Rousey's self was a big deal here, because this was her first match or whatever, and she wasn't on every Raw. problem was after she won the title, after SummerSlam, we started putting her on every week, and she was having meaningless matches every week, and you knew she was never going to win, so it was just, oh look, Rousey goes out and wins a match every week. She never felt special anymore, she never felt like a big deal, so by the time she, went, she was main event in WrestleMania next year, <laughs> really wasn't that fucking special. So, there you have it. And of course, Here's the thing, she is great in small bursts, Rhonda Rousey, but then she started injuring people left, right, and centre. Because the more and more you put her in the ring, the more likely that somebody loses an experience to inexperienced is going to injure people. And there you go, that's what happened. So, whatever. However, you've got to take. I don't like on the Rousey, she's a and everything like that, but I won't, I'll never take this away from her. This baby was awesome, and this was brilliant. I had to laugh. though, well, you've got you've got like remember they had like Ronda Rousey basically squash Alexa who was like the top women's full time person at SummerSlam, but oh uh, oh all, all, make sure no Stephanie gets in plenty of offense here of course. It's hey I, I can't be made to ex- to get squashed. Mm. Yeah, fucking bitch. Still the match was awesome, so there's that. Up next you've got the Triple Threat for the SmackDown Tag Titles. This was I suppose, like the new game and uh, I get the Bojan I and the Bozo's as well. Eh, a, this is a boring match, I mean l- this could easily have be been on the pre-show in fact. I think one of the reasons why it wasn't, I think this was the first time the Ozo's ever got on the WrestleMania main card. Because everyone loves to overrate the fuck with the Uso's, even though they stink, but whatever. It is what it is. and um, yeah, so this could easily have been on the, the pre-show. This match had no This is it, it just boring, it was just a uh, you could have put some sort of stipulation like a table or a ladder or something mm-hmm. like that or whatever and uh, Brothers was uh, Luke, uh, Luke Harper and Eddie uh, Green And you know what, At least I'll uh, say one thing though and Brothers won here, so I have got uh, Luke Harper, uh, a.k.a. Global League A.k.a. John Beaver who uh, sadly passed away in December at least uh, he gave him his WrestleMania win and he got the WrestleMania title so some good came from this so there you go, it is what it is uh, After this Undertaker versus John Cena. Yeah, I mean, actually that really was four or five years too late. Really. <laughs> like once the streak was gone, this would have been amazing with the streak intact. But whatever, it's just the way it, it came about. The whole build up to this was started off quite promising. Like John Cena trying to get the Undertaker out of the tournament you know, since he left a year before after losing the Roman Reigns. And at first, it was like, oh I yeah, mean, this is quite good. But then. The first week or two was fine, but then it was basically just six weeks of Cena being a, an obnoxious cunt and saying, uh, the John I take it you're a, you're a coward, and I, I, I just don't like you anymore. You know, you're a coward if you don't face my challenge, you know, shit. And he was just like, oh, Cena's so fucking unlikable. I can't believe some people fall for this bullshit with John Cena about how likable he and how much of a prick he is. And seriously, the, the inspirational tweets, they're a parody of themselves. They absolutely are. Like, I, I, I'm like a pot of It just tells you all, tells you all these inspirational things, man, see Mason trying to cover up how much of a card I am in mean, your life, but, you know, and then, but, you know, as well as that, all thing that Sina was in the crowd earlier on, and then he, he gets word that the Undertaker's there, so he comes out, and then at first, then Elias comes out, so he, he just can't help but bury Elias before, it's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to do a job tonight, so I better bury somebody beforehand and make me look good. So, hey, alas, you've got too much charisma, I'm going to bury you. So you're know, like, buries Elias, whatever. And then the Undertaker comes out, and he fucking squashes Cena, and it's glorious. I remember being skeptical about this, saying, oh, come on, just, just leave the Undertaker, don't come back. But I'll admit, when he came back, this was a really good feel-good moment, and I'm squashing Cena was fucking cathartic. The was so unbearable fucking annoying me in the build up for this. So you know what? Good. I'm glad he squashed Cena. And it was only what four minutes into the table. people say, ah oh, this should have been like a 30 minute match. No it shouldn't. No it fucking shouldn't. Undertaker squashing Cena was holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. This was perfect. This was tepatic. Feel good movie. Thank you, Undertaker. Fuck you, Cena. This was great. <laughs> And which, it, and it had no business being as great as it was, but it was. So there you go. I actually love this. So after this, we come the. It was uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. And this, of course, was Daniel Bryan's first match in over three years because he, he got cleared. Not long after this, and this was honestly, in a few weeks before this, this was a, an incredible feel-good moment. This was great, it actually was something special there. You know, and you put them in a tank, which was actually a clever thing to do here. How you get any sort of give, give them something to do, and get a from in the workload and things like that, which was great. Having said that, you actually went through the time like, literally straight after us, so I was, there you go. It is what it is, that was kind of surprising, but whatever. But, you know. Match itself fine. It's quite a good model match, entertaining. Daniel Bryan makes Sami Zayn tap out, so this, the the main attraction on one thing makes the jobber on the other team tap. Absolutely fine. So there yeah, you have it. There is some talk apparently Daniel Bryan might be retiring after this Sunday, so it might be one of the things why he got shoehorned out in the main event. I mean, I'm not be fine, but that does not excuse him getting put in the main event. And there, there could be something in, in that. To, to believe about that because of the whole world, if he maybe signed a 3 year contract uh, about this time, so yeah, that could be believable, but then again, if, if that is the case, then he shouldn't be then in the match about involving Edge and all he, he's no business in that, if he is going to bow out this he, he could easily have like, had somebody retire him, like if he'll retire him or something like that, he could get a but whatever, I digress, but. It is what it is. Then after this, we come to Alexa versus Nia Jax for the Royal Women's title. Uh, I remember the build-up to this was, well, obviously so this was one of the few things that actually had a proper storyline, a proper women's match that actually had a storyline, was the whole Alexa body-shaving Nia Jax thing. It was always odd to me, because I think the Alexa, Alexa played an like, absolute blinder here. I mean, she actually got Nia Jax sympathy cheers. Nia Jax was kind of got cheered for a few weeks. Could you imagine that? Nia Jax, one of the worst baby pieces in history, actually got cheered. Me for a little bit, mainly because of the brilliance of Alexa's performances here. Yeah, she was actually fantastic. So, that tells you a lot. But the whole thing, the whole video package here is like, it makes it look like Nia Jax actually always helped Alexa retain the title. No, she actually didn't. If anything, Nia Jax stabbed Alexa in the back the night she won the title from Sasha Banks on Raw, but they don't actually show this in the fucking video package, Which is basically an Nia Jax open, but whatever, and <laughs> which is fine. But then yeah, of course you had to think, you oh, Alexa was body-shaving I and all that shit. I remember at the time thinking, oh, I'm not too sure about this, because I know Alexa had been through a lot of things, and all the stupid March started fucking hassling her online, calling her a video and all that shit. I did wonder because all the stuff she'd been through, I was I was worried she wasn't too comfortable with this. But she has since came out in public and said this is her favourite snow to do. So I'm with wet. It's fine. And she was always good. She's she was like best friend tonight actually. So her dropping the title to Nine here was fine. I I was worried this was gonna be some sort of squash match, you know, everyone said, Oh it should be a squirrel, squirreling you know. So I was like, no, that'd be that'd be horrendous to do that because I like it was the dominant champion for over a year between Smackdown and Raw. I mean, if you just squashed every this would have been stupid. Of course, they went and did that a few months later, other games around so they were stupid down line, but it would have been dumb to do this. They actually got around the believability factor well, because like cheated during that. They had a much better match than they had any right having. This was a really entertaining match with a proper stolen line. Big thumbs up. We all knew Niagara Jackson was winning. It. I remember at the time there was like bliss marks on, on Twitter saying, I like to make money, I like to make money. Which kind of shows you how stupid the, the Twitter marks are when they can't predict things that a five year old could predict. Some of them thought Collects oh, like and Brawn were going to win Mixed Match Challenge at this time as well. That is was like, kind the fucking obvious, especially, that. They especially when they asked a street thing. But, Whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean, but this match was great, way better than it had any might be in. And you want to It was way better than the next match that came. Angel Styles vs Nakamura. Or oh, the smart dream match that they all wanted so much. This match was fine. It was okay. But there was no story on it. All they had a, what was the storyline? Oh, they had a great match in Japan a few years back. This was catering for the match too much. Nakamura is the worst Royal Rumble winner ever. I said that a couple of months back. Stick by that. the came here, had this average match with Styles. The only good thing about this is Styles won. That is the only good thing about this is Styles is good. And he was a good champion. So you know, him winning was the right call. But Nakamura is like, one of these guys? He wins the Royal Rumble and then what? What's he doing after this? Nothing. He's a jobber. No one cares. So there you go, doesn't mean we need a one-year-old So, and then, after this, you got a bit when he, he turns heel by, like, hitting styles in the balls. I don't know if that's a heel. I don't know if that's somebody flirting with him, I am mean, sure the, the Indians probably wanted him to fuck him after this. And they'd, they'd be like, ugh, 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 but whatever, I digress. And actually, it's overrated. By the way, Alexa and I is way better than this, just so I actually got Braun Strowman and his mystery partner versus the bar for the tag titles Remember at the time of the smarts were like, "Oh, it'd be amazing if it's Neville. Well, well, nobody gives a fuck about Neville, let's it. turns out it was a ten year old boy. And, to be honest, I have no problem with this. The match itself's fine. It ends with it's basically Braun Strowman just squashes the bar and you could say, uh, makes some more to the tag division, but... Let's be real, man, a of it, the tag division. So Braun Strowman won the title with a ten year old boy. Let's be real though, Nicholas is probably seeing the stuff with Braun Strowman getting the choo-choo train sound effects nowadays and probably thinking, yeah, I'm a, bi- I'm a bit old for this shit, you know, <laughs> it probably is. But then anyway, again, the 40-year-old nightbeards are probably saying, oh wow, this is awful, Braun Strowman's got choo-choo sound effects, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember people wanted Braun Strowman the main event against Brock Lesnar, and it's like, no, Braun Strowman was never organically over. Let's be honest, the only reason people liked them back in 2016, 2017, 2018 is because he was feudin' the Roman Ends and could create a Roman Reigns, Let's go us to But there you go. And speaking of the Roman Ends, he made a bet against Brock Lesnar again. The match is quite enjoyable, it's actually not bad. But this is one of those things where we have had us well because it seemed incredibly obvious Roman Reigns would win. But hey, Brock Lesnar ended up winning. I think we all know the reason why because they wanted Brock Lesnar to be the longest for the modern era champion to take the record from CM Punk. And that prick Don Tony said, Oh, that's not the case at all, motherfucker. Don Tony, motherfucker. Where did you ever hear about this modern era thing, motherfucker? Well, um, I'm sorry, Mark, but uh, Paul Heyman mentioned that many times, the modern era champion during uh, CM Punk's title reign, but for a guy that claims to be so smart, he didn't fucking pick up on that. But uh, there you go. Fuck Don Tony anyway, he's a creed. But um, yeah, Roman Reigns and Gottleston, the match was fine, mean, it was quite good. But as I've said in my No Mercies 2017 review, and I waited it in my WrestleMania review, they should have turned Roman Reigns' view after the Undertaker thing, deemed him, him and then, made him a human guy in 2017. And then, because they all knew this, we were going to this match, built them up for us, this would have got him organic, possibly organically over, then you could have built the tension, and then. Got this Roman and Brock match here, got more mileage out of it. Of course, they had the manufacturing thing on, they were like, they, were, they actually did a good build up to this match which they didn't do at 31. And they had a the bit of oh, Brock won't show up for work and all this shit. And believe it or not, the Twitter nerds bought it. They were like, oh my god, Brock's not showing up for work, lazy, why oh is shit, how fucking shit. these people are. It's almost as if they didn't realise it's like, WWE contracted them to do that. Ah, that's how fucking stupid the marks are, let's be real. I mean, you're, you're getting the shows to these people on and nowadays, and now you see how bad it is, but... Yeah, but this is a this is a good match, but, you know, we've got Brock winning here. It's one of those things where a surprise win wasn't a good thing, because it just made no sense. And then they just went and did the match again at SummerSlam. It's like, did we win this at SummerSlam again? No. And then Reigns finally won, it was kinda of like oh, whatever, who cares? It was just a bit in there. And then of course this is one when you like Wesley chucked the belt at Vince and he was probably like, oh fuck, that I means I have to be on T V more. Fuck you Vince. <laughs> have your shitty belt back. But anyway. Ah to be fair, he probably got a ton of money for it which will compensate him, so there you have it. So overall this one I think I foot is a good show. I like it It's not one of the all time great ones, but you know, even for Going back a few years, it still at least felt like a wrestling So, you know, even as that was three years ago, you could see the cracks in the product back then, like it was going in a not so good direction, especially with the styles that and knew But you know, there was enough here and still have like a, some sort of like normal person, I feel, not complete, just complete nerds. And it still felt like a, a big deal. But, of course, now not so much for anything else then. Tomorrow, my final WrestleMania throwback review will be WrestleMania 35. I will do that one tomorrow. So, uh, thank you ever so much for watching again. You made it this far.